There's a wellness revolution. Hello, everyone. People Welcome are sick to and tired of the sick care model. Radio. I We're am in a health crisis. Doctor Vic Obesity on the rise. Heart disease. Cancer. Black history. People dying from prescription drugs. Something has to change, and it begins with us. your host, Dr. Vic Manzo with Wellness Smart Radio, educating about the truth on healthcare and empowering the human spirit. Now here's your one and only, Dr. Vic Manzo. Because, you know, I, I, being in the profession that I'm in as a chiropractor and in the health and wellness world in general, I, uh, I always notice that people are kind of like basically trying to shoot, uh, hit a, a, a target in the dark. And that they'll try all these different things. They'll do all like this new fad diet, new exercise program, new this, new that. And it and and they never really know what's working. And they just continue trying things. Sometimes they don't work, sometimes they do, but they never know for sure if they're like moving in that direction. Now I'm not saying that's everyone, uh, but a lot of people, you know, live life where they just think exercise and nutrition's everything. And as long as you have good diet and good exercise, you're healthy and you're going to thrive. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that that's not an essential part to health. It is. It's one of the building blocks to living a wellness lifestyle. But that's not everything. And in today's show, I'm going to talk very briefly about some of that stuff. So let's go ahead and begin. And, you know... On the news, there's been a lot about the measles, and it's still going on. I keep on getting bombarded with, you know, different things. People saying how measles and the vaccine and this, and this topic's not about that. But we constantly see all this hysteria about how dangerous a three-day rash, three to five day, maybe up to seven days, and a possible fever can be so deadly. And if you listen, if you want to know more about the measles and how it all works, please visit my one of our website, www.com wellnessmartradio.com and you can listen to the talk we did on the measles but the person I'm bringing this up is because when you look at the disease measles itself um, in the last 10 years nobody's died from it but the news and people and everyone are coming out there saying oh it's all the anti-vaxxers it's this it's that all these people they're ones that are messing up the herd and they're going to make us all sick and this is why it's spreading and all these statements they're not backed by science but they make all this hysteria where research shows in the last 10 years no one died from the measles from the measles virus itself no one died last 10 years my question to the people is why aren't we putting all this energy this constant energy blasted all throughout the news constantly 24 7 every single day about how to truly prevent heart disease because in the last 10 years Measles only did not kill, there was no deaths from the measles vaccine. But um, when we look at heart disease, just in the last year, um, it was up to 611,000 people 
I mean, come on, folks. 611,000 people. I mean, let me just do that one more time. 611,000 people die from heart disease every single year. This one was last year in 2014. But we're not making a big ordeal about that. Why is that? We make this big, 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 big ordeal about something that didn't even kill one person. But we're going there and making this big hysteria about something, not making a big hysteria about something that's 611,000. And what really, really just gets me going it's out of that 611,000, anywhere from 75 to 95%, give or take, is preventable. That's right, preventable. And, and it just, it really just doesn't make sense to me. It really bothers me. It really just gets me, you know, I, I just don't understand why. why. Why are we not putting that energy in there? Is there some agenda? Is there something going on? I say agenda because it just doesn't make sense, folks. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. I can't understand why. And it just really, it, it really affects me. I just don't understand how that is. Um, as I'm talking here, I'm trying to find, I wanted to put a num another number in the perspective, but um, no, these aren't them. But anyhow, it just doesn't make sense in how we're putting all this energy in the measles virus issue where only nobody has died in the last 10 years from it, but we don't put emphasis on heart disease. Let's not just make it heart disease. What about cancer? But we, we, we don't put emphasis to say, hey, what are ways that we can prevent it? Here's our things that we can do. Stay away from carbs. You know, Do these things. And we don't focus on that. So why, why is it such an issue? I think we need to shift our energy uh, and, and, and stop focusing on... Um, you know, something that's not even going to affect us for the most part, um, unless you have a very uh, compromised immune system. But, you know, it, it, it just really, really doesn't, just doesn't make sense to me. And I hope you're seeing the picture on this, that, you know, it's like, how, why make such a big hysteria? I, I, I just, I just don't get it. I wish... Somebody could explain why uh, in a very scientific manner that is. But it just doesn't make sense to why because it just doesn't add up. So, you know, heart disease, 611 million people died last year. It cost uh, the American uh, healthcare system $272 billion. That's about a 10%, 11, 12, about 11, 12%, um, anywhere from 8 to 12% of how much uh, the total spending on healthcare comes from. One disease, one simple disease, heart disease. And so when you add that up, that's that that's just astronomical numbers, folks. Astronomical. That's almost that's just, you know, six hundred and some odd million dollars per day. Six hundred and some odd million dollars per day spent on heart disease. Why aren't we focusing on energy there? All this energy, all this stuff that's been going on. Why don't we focus it there? It just just doesn't add up. And so in today's show, one of the things I want to help give you giveaways here is, as I call it giveaways, is just going to help empower you 
to move forward with with the talk uh, on heart disease, how, what are things you can do, what are some things to look into. In today's show, I'm not going to give you all the goodies, but I want to give you enough of them just so that you know what it is you can do to truly, truly, truly um, maximize your heart and vibrant heart, what I call one heart, one life. And there's five secrets, and I'm going to go way more in depth. We're having a talk. If you're in the LaGrange area or nearby, um, at the Wellness Path, I will be speaking on this Wednesday from uh, February 25th from 6.30 to about 7.15. Usually my talks end. And I'm going to be sharing, I'm talking about One Heart, One Life, Five Secrets to Creating a Healthier and More Vibrant Heart. And I'm going to share with you these five powerful secrets and what they can do and how they can prevent heart disease, how they can help you become a stronger heart. Even if you had heart disease, you can learn how to reverse potentially, slow down, or even help just maximize your heart overall. And so there's so many things that you can do. And before I get into all that, I want to start, you know, when we look at, again, I was talking about, you know, 611 million people, 611,000 people die last year of heart disease. You know, in, in stats in 2030 are going to be showing that heart disease is going to triple to over $800 billion per year costs. That's over... Do the math, that's almost uh, a little over $2 billion a day it's going to cost us. Talk about bankrupting a country. And so it's only going to continue going up. That's what all the predictions are. That's what they're stating. And the scary thing about that is, though, is if, if it's going to continue to go up, do you think we're on the wrong side of the tracks? Do you think that uh, the methods that we have as of right now in standard medical care um, just that isn't cutting it? Is the American diet cutting it? How is the loads on sugar? How's that affecting heart health? How about sedentary lifestyle? I mean, why is it going to grow so much? It's not like our population is going to go from 311 million to like 600 million and we're going to see that triple. I mean, why is that? I personally think it's just the stuff we have, the medications we're taking, don't help us. You know, and, 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 and the, the World Health Organization proves that when America, when it comes to health, we are 37th out of 42 industrialized nations in when it comes to providing health care, the best health care. Health status is what they did that study on. But still, it tells us where are we, where's our health ranking of the United States in the, world, in the world of industrialized nations. And we're ranked 37th out of 42. This is why I tell people, you know what? When it comes to health, I don't think the medical model has the answer. It's been proven. They've been in, they've been in charge now for over 70 years. And our health has just started to decline more and more ever since they did. Uh, we live in a sick society. Health people, healthy people are now becoming sick. And that's why I tell people, if you have a healthy environment, no matter how sick someone is, they can eventually turn and they will turn into a healthy person. But what happens is when you put a healthy person in a sick environment, they're only going to get sicker and sicker. So that's something that is a really big concern for me. And being an Italian, I you know the with the diets that I grew up on, um, you see a lot of people who had heart attacks, and and some of them are shocking, and some of them aren't. And guys, the first sign of a heart attack is death. I mean, you 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 can have a potential heart attack. There's a lot of mixed signals because there's a lot of things that relate to that, but the first real symptom is death, because when you truly have a heart attack, uh, and you know for a fact you're already gone, and it, it's kind of scary in a sense. It's like, okay, what do we do here? And I'm not here to sell fear. That's not my thing, guys. So don't get me wrong. I'm just sharing with you, you know, 
There's a lot of things that can cause left arm pain, shoulder pain, a lot of things that can cause jaw pain to that area. A lot of things can cause shortness of breath. A lot of things can cause heaviness on the heart. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but when you have the actual one, it's, it's a little on the scary side. But, you know, what are some of the things that are causing heart disease? Uh, you know, it's actually one of the big things is sedentary lifestyle and our diet. But I want to talk about, you know, in 1992, we changed our diets to low-fat, high-carb, standardized diets. If you look at everything in the grocery stores, it's very hard to miss sugar and carbs. Very hard. And you'll see a ton of low-fat products. Everyone thinks, oh, fat's not good for you. Got to go with the low-fat. Fat makes you fat and so forth. And what that does is it does when you have products that you take that has been chemically altered to have, you know, as you, they say, low, um, low fat, what that ends up doing is, is you end up using chemicals to reduce the level amount of fats that are in there. And what you end up doing is having more chemical warfare in your foods. You're putting more toxic chemicals in your foods than what you should be. Uh, naturally consuming. So for me, I, when I did my studies, what I've learned is those chemicals are very toxic to the body and and they, and they don't benefit your health. Because let's face it, what research is showing is we actually, you know, they, they say bad saturated fats. Saturated, saturated, saturated fats are horrible. We shouldn't have them. They're just horribly bad. They call heart disease and so forth. And this study came out in the 50s. And then the 650s or 60s. And ever since then, they've, or it might be in the 70s, but I, I forgive me if I'm wrong, but there was a study around that time where the saturated fats started getting, oh my God, saturated fats are bad for you. They're not good for your heart. They're horrible for you. And they started going down this route. And ever since then, everyone started to go and not have saturated fats. The thing I want to ask you guys, and just to put into perspective, is when you when you look at our diets back in the day in the early 1900s and before, if you ask your great grandparents, you know, grandparents, great grandparents, and so forth, you'll notice that they actually ate a ton of fat, a ton of fat. They cooked with lard. They ate fat galore. They ate a lot of bacon. Um, they ate fat. And heart disease wasn't even prevalent back then. Now remember, the majority of their fat, the majority of their diet was fat. And the most common deaths back then wasn't even heart disease. It wasn't even on the top ten. There was a lot of infectious diseases, tuberculosis, and things like that. But there wasn't like heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, accidental, accident, adverse reactions to medical prescription drugs. I mean even when they're prescribed properly. You know, so you're looking at these things and it's like, okay, we ate a lot of fat back then and people didn't have heart disease. We've cut out our fat and there's a massive amount of heart disease. It's number one killer. I'm not trying to say that, you know, sugar plays a huge role, carbs play a huge role. What I'm trying to say is maybe fat was actually good for us. And so in today's show, I want to share three important key elements for you. They play in three different sections. One's the physical elements of what helps your heart. The other one's going to be the chemical elements of what you can do to help improve your heart. And the third one's the mental-emotional. So as we're talking about fat, let's go to the chemical first. And saturated fats are actually very good for you. 
there are some things called bad saturated fats and good saturated fats. So the good saturated fats that you really want to focus on that are really, really going to help you, you know, help your heart, help your overall health in general, are going to be things like coconut oil, avocados. Those are really good. But guess what? There's even more good stuff. You can look at things like grass-fed beef. Oh my God, grass-fed, pasture-raised, certified organic beef is absolutely tasty. Make sure you get it from the farmer. They're raised naturally. The fat is actually really good for you. The omega-3s in there, the CLA, it actually decreases the chances of heart disease. It helps decrease certain cancers. It helps thin the body. It helps regulate diabetes or blood sugar levels. Um, it's absolutely amazing. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, Butter, grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic butter is awesome. If you can get raw, even better. Um, but these are things that are just beneficial to your health. Guys, I eat about a stick of butter a day. Um, I do it in my, I make fat coffee. Uh, if you want to know about fat coffee, please look at our old uh, past shows that we've had. We, uh, one called Intermittent Fasting and, and another one was called about, um, has a title coffee in there. Those are some things that we talked about, uh, how beneficial coffee up. Uh, butter is for you. It has butyric acid, really good for the stomach. It has amazing oils that are just hugely beneficial for you. Again, grass-fed, organic, uh, certified organic, uh, pasture-raised butter is the best type. Those are the ones I consume. That's the good butter. Anything else is going to be bad for you. You don't want to be consuming it because if it's if it's not pasture raised and it wasn't raised naturally, if it didn't graze on grass, if it wasn't grass fed, if it, you know, especially if it wasn't organic, then you have pesticides that the grass was spread with. So those are all these things that play a role. And the reason why that's so important is because grass fed uh, when you have an animal that has toxins that consumes toxins, lives in a toxic environment, and so forth, what ends up happening is those toxins have to go somewhere. And then the body can rid a certain amount of them. The liver will purge as many as it can. But when there's too much, what the body does is create fat cells. And these fat cells will be created, and they put the toxin in there so it doesn't mess or destroy the organs or anything with the body. And then they're stored there until eventually the body can play catch-up with detoxing, and it can rid those. So what happens there is that you end up having uh, toxic butter, in other words, because when they produce the fat then from the milk and everything gets created for the butter and all the oils, there'll be toxins in there unless it's raised properly. So, you know, saturated fats, good fish like uh, wild-caught sockeye salmon, copper river salmon, things like that. I'm a big fan of salmon. Um... But these are good fats, you know, palm, organic palm kernel oil, organic palm fruit oil. You know, make sure that it's, it's not, you know, from a very fair traded source that doesn't damage or uh, risk the lives of orangutans to operate their product. Um, but these are things you guys can do that are very good in saturated fat. Not only is saturated fat really good for your heart, it repairs your arteries. Uh, hence, cholesterol, you know, arteries get damaged, and then it's a, you know you have this collagen fibers in there, and that's what cholesterol sticks to. So when you have this good fat, it can help repair that. Not only that, though, you have good fats that can help you know give uh, the good fats that help with brain health, help with cellular health, help with nervous system health, help with eye health, skin health, hairs, hair, nails, you name it. Fat helps you. Your body's made up a lot of fat, actually, a lot of saturated fat. Um, 
And so why not consume something that is going to improve your overall health of what you're made of, right? Does that make sense? So make sure that when you do this, you want to consume good fats. Good fats is good for you. Bad fats isn't. And to share a really fast story here, when I first started doing this over four years ago, eating, that's been longer than that, seven years ago, uh, I started eating a high-fat content diet. And it was with butter, coconut oil, grass-fed meats. I, I even cooked with lard one time. That was really interesting. It was good. Um, I mean, I cook with grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic pig bacon. And what I'll do is I'll cook the bacon. And then I take the, take the bacon out. Then I cook my eggs in the oil. And then I have all the good fats because actually bacon, and I don't, I don't recommend eating pork, but bacon, I know it is pork. But uh, it has a lot of different, different types of fats that are really good for you. Um, and so those are pretty helpful and healthy for you also. With that being said, the other aspect to it when you eat good fats is cholesterol. Now, the real good source of cholesterol comes from animals. You have to get cholesterol from animals. Uh, doesn't happen anyway else. Guys, if you're a vegan, I don't mean to step on your toes right now, but I'm going to tell you, if you're on a vegan diet, you're creating havoc on your body, period. It, it is not a human diet. We are not genetically derived to consume not, no cholesterol whatsoever. Our body um, needs cholesterol. Your cells need cholesterol to function properly. Now, I'm just going to be really quick here. Cholesterol is the big, one of the biggest antioxidants you can put, give to your brain. Um, it's huge for the brain. They, there's been studies now coming around that say that we wouldn't evolve as humans at where we are today if we were not consuming animal meats and things like that. Um, I haven't done enough research into that to say I stand by it 100%, but I can tell you on a physiological level and how these attributes help us with our brain, our intellect, our thinking. Um, children who are mothers who are pregnant with their kids and they had a high-fat omega-3 diet, um, high fat content and so forth, the kids come out with higher IQs, um, healthier. If a kid consumes fats during their young premature, uh, primitive days of, of evolution of evolution, evolving of their brain and nervous system, uh, they have higher IQ and better function and healthier nervous system. So there, there is an essential to that. But the other thing that cholesterol really does, and you have 75 trillion cells of these, but there's a fat layer on the cell membrane called a phospholipid layer. And basically, long story short, cholesterol plays a very important role on that cell. See, in order for nutrients to go in and out of a cell, they have to the cell membrane has to be somewhat fluid or have a certain type of integrity to it. And the, the better the integrity or fluidity it has, the better nutrients and processes can go in and out. The less integrity or the less nutrient, uh, less um, fluidity, the more st stiff the cell is, the less nutrients are going in and out, and then the cell doesn't function as well. Well, guess what helps with the fluidity in your cells, your cell membrane, that is? Cholesterol. And so if you're consuming cholesterol on a daily basis, good cholesterol, that is, um, you're going to go ahead and help with that fluidity, help with the function of your cells, your brain, your nervous system, your heart, your arterioles, every single cell, tissue, and organ in your body. And when you do that, when you do that, you're going to function way better. You're going to help heal your heart. You're going to help prevent heart disease. You're going to be functioning at a higher level. And these are the things that I highly, highly recommend because these are the things that help heal the body. 
Fat is very great for burning weight, losing weight, but fat's also very good for heart health, brain health, diabetes, stroke, you name it. Now, that being said, um, saturated fats and cholesterol. The other great thing is eggs. I can't tell you how great eggs are. Organic, cage-free, pasture-raised eggs are the top, top biggest, best quality you can have. They're great in saturated fats. Um, there's great cholesterol in there. Um, there's great uh, other elements and proteins and nutrients that you'll find in an egg. Uh, some people say it's one of the most nutritious, dense foods out there. I eat eggs almost every single day. I love them. I have about four a day. Now, just to put that in perspective, that eggs usually have about 67%, give or take, of uh, overall, uh, which we call overall cholesterol, daily intake of cholesterol. And if I have four a day, and I'm doing the math right here, I would have had 268% of my daily value. I do that for a week. I consume over in a week period over. Minus seven, I consume 1,176% of the daily recommended intake of cholesterol a week. And I love it. And when I look at my blood and everything and I check my cholesterol, uh, my ratio is getting better and better. I'm down to like a 1.2. Uh, my cholesterol is like 211. Some people go, oh, high cholesterol. Not really. It's all about the ratio. You can, and we talk about that in another topic you can, in one of our shows called uh, The Cholesterol Myth. And you can, read all, you can listen to what I break down and what the ratio is, what's the importance of it, and why you should know your ratio better than your number. So that's the chemical aspect of preventing heart disease. Now when we look at the, the, the physical aspect, this is going to be exercise. Guys, you know this cardio workout, so forth. These are the things that you're going to need to do in order to maintain and keep your heart functioning. But I'm not talking to run a marathon. I'm not talking to run miles. It's something called burst training. And in today's, in today's show, I'm not going to go too much in depth. But long story short, burst training or high-intensity training or Tabata or functional movement classes like CrossFit use these principles. Uh, surge training. Um, there's other programs out there. And, uh, you know, Insanity uses some of these, these – they use these principles of high-intensity. And what it is is basically max putting your heart rate to the max potential of what it can do um, – for a certain period of time, resting for about a minute to two minutes, and pushing it back up, and doing this four, six, eight times. There's different different strategies for each, but the purpose behind it is is it totally improves your heart health because you start becoming a fat burning machine. You start improving HGH, which is human growth hormone, starts regulating your hormones, start to regulate better. You start to burn sugar off drastically, and then you start the body goes immediately. Um, after you're done with the workout, you've burned all your sugars off, and now your body's going into complete fat burning. And it takes anywhere from about 24 to 36 hours to repair the body fully or replenish the body fully of its sugar storage, otherwise known as glycogen storage. And so, but what they've done is they've done studies on how beneficial this is for heart health. And they did a study uh, for bike riders, uh, cyclists, and they were training to bike and race an 18-mile bike ride. And they had three different studies, uh, three different types of training. One did burst training of no more than six minutes total of a workout. I'm sorry, uh, two minutes. So you did 30-second bursts, four sets, no more than two minutes total of working out. The next guy did a high pace, not too fast, but consistent high pace at six minutes. And the third guy did 18-mile training. 
at the end of the day, what they noticed was, when they retested them after it was eight weeks, they came back, and would you believe that all three of them had the same progress? That's right. Two minutes, three times a week. Six minutes running, you know, riding, biking hard for three times a week. Riding a bike 18 miles three times a week. They all scored the same. Pretty impressive? I say so. But the point behind that story is burst training is really what our nature is designed for our body. And it maximizes heart health beyond belief. The thing that you always want to make sure is always check with your physician before you do something like this. There could be some, pre this is a lot of stress on your heart. And you want to make sure that your heart can able to handle this. If you already work out enough already, great. But if you're just starting to do this, you want to take your time into this because it is very strenuous and you are putting a lot of stress on your body and you want to make sure your body can handle that. So now that we covered the physical aspect, let's get into the mental and emotional. And again, I'm going to be pretty quick with this. We have a, a talk that we talk about, um, you know, spirituality and health. You can read it in one of our past shows that I go a lot more in depth with this. Uh, but long story short, I just want to mention a couple things that have emotions that affect your heart health. Two things that you know you have to really watch out for is if you hold anger within you, anger, frustration, things of those natures, though that vibration puts a lot of stress on your heart. If you're very depressed, if you're very well, depression doesn't as much. It's really the anger, things that ramp you up. Anger, frustration, resentment, um, negative views on yourself, which will create anger. Um, living in the past, in other words. If you live in the past, it increases a lot of stress in your heart. If you live in the future, it creates a lot of anxiety. So anxiety and anger and frustration both cause heart issues. Stress has been totally correlated with cholesterol levels. The higher stressed out you are, the chances of your cholesterol levels being imbalanced. And then when I say cholesterol levels, I'm talking the ratio, not your cholesterol level it's itself. And so this is where things like meditation, yoga come into effect, and they really play a huge, huge important level of this. There's a lot of research, and guys, in this class, in this show today, I just want to give you resources. Um, I highly recommend checking out something called Heart Math, H E A R T M A T H, Heart Math, and they're doing some awesome research. And I'm very happy to see this research because in my office, I use heart rate variability to determine someone's mental and emotional levels of where they're at. How well they're affected, how is it affecting their life, their health, their mental emotional health, and so forth through heart rate variability. So it's a very awesome um, technology and teaches you how to control your heart rate, control your stress to help you live longer. You know, they've been even saying on a physical level that if you sit for more than two to three hours in a day straight, you increase your chances of heart disease by like 30%. Uh, you know, so sitting is not great for us either. So getting emotion and movement is going to really help with that. But um, just to tie back, meditation and yoga will be really great on the mind and the body. and helps you bring your balance back into yourself. 
uh, positive thoughts, thinking positive, doing things that make you happy and joyous are other things that are really, really going to help you decrease the stress on your heart, on your body. It won't make it work as hard. Uh, things that you can look into that I always tell people is, you know, make sure your pulse is always at a good pulse. It doesn't have to be super, you know, eight, 120 over 80 is not normal. That's the that's considered the average. Just like your heart rate at 80 is an average. It's not normal. If that was normal, then I'm considered a sick case because I have usually have a heart rate of around 45 to 55 and I have uh, blood pressure around 100 to 100 over 60. And being a guy my size, I should already naturally have higher blood pressure because I have more arteries and I have more, the more, I would say the more plumbing you have, the more higher the pressure needs to get that through. But I have still lower um, blood pressure, even for my size. So you want to make sure that you do things that keep you in balance, not living in the past. There's a lot of great stuff out there you can look at about, you know, anger. Uh, I, I'm gonna damn. I'm gonna totally brutalize his name, but I love this guy. He's a, a Buddhist monk. His name is Ninang Tat, if I believe that's his name. He writes a book about anger. I highly recommend it. Um, there's a lot of other books out there. Um, the author named Colin, I forgot his first name, he has a book called Self-Forgiveness, uh, Radical Self-Forgiveness. Um, I highly recommend reading that book because you can't, forgiveness is huge, and especially when you have anger and frustration and things like that in your life, it, it truly affects you know your heart health, your emotional health, your mental health, and so forth. And it really puts a lot of stress on your body. If you you can break away from that through forgiveness. But the thing is, if you don't have self-forgiveness, you're never able to forgive. If you never have self-love, you can never love, truly. Because you can never give something that you don't have or own. Just think about it. If you want to give someone $1,000, but you have one penny in your bank account, how the heck are you going to be able to give them their money? You don't have it. But if you had a million dollars in your bank account, you could. The same principle here. So I know I didn't get like into specifics today, but I wanted to make sure I gave you some generalization on some things on heart health. Again, we're going to have a talk. We're going really in-depth with all this. February 25th, this upcoming Wednesday night, 6.30 to 7.15 at the Wellness Path. For more information, visit my website, drvicmanzo.com, D-R-V-I-C-M-A-N-Z-O.com. Or you can email me at wellnessmartradio at gmail.com, and I can answer any questions you have. If you want to RSVP and come, it's going to be a great talk. We're planning on going for about 30 to 35 minutes plus questions and answers afterwards. Um, we already have about a good 8 to 10 people coming. Space is limited, so uh, please RSVP as soon as possible uh, so you can make this talk. And so that's the basis of coming back to the physical, the chemical, mental, emotional. you got to have movement. One of the best ones I recommend is burst training. Please check out one of my past shows that talks about that so you can understand more about it. We also have the chemical aspect, which is saturated fats, uh, cholesterol. Please check out Cholesterol Myth and other shows that I've had on saturated fats, which are going to talk about 
the benefits of what those actually do for your heart health and much more. And then also the mental emotional, which again is not living in the past, having forgiveness upon yourself. Re check out those books, a couple that I've read, and I just mentioned them because I've just finished reading them and they're amazing. And you know, other things that you can do is check out our, sh our past shows on spirituality. Um, how's, you know, health is going to be the ev evolution to spirituality uh, with Tanya Melendez. She does a great talk. Uh, I had her as a special guest, and we really had a great time chatting with one another uh, about these things because they all correlate to your mental emotional health, which will also, the more healthier you are there, the more healthy you have a heart. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy as much as I did. If you want to see past shows or upcoming shows, please visit us on the web at www.wellnesssmartradio.com. We invite you to connect with us via socially at facebook.com forward slash wellness-smart. Our handle on Twitter is Dr. Vic21, which is D R V I C 21. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. I hope it inspired you and to give you an opportunity to live a truly wellness smart life. And I hope you take the opportunity to listen to more of our shows. If there's a show that you may be interested in uh, hearing about, a topic to cover, please email us at wellnessmartradio at gmail.com. Until next time, be well, live well. The choice is yours.